Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and Welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. This is a three latte special. I had three lattes today. I was like, it's Saturday morning. I'm going to record and I need some energy. Also, I have a blanket over my head. Over my head, in it, Because the paint, I have a painter in upgrading my house, which means that all the curtains are down. And this, this room that I'm in, which is normally not that great acoustically is even worse acoustically. So let me see if you guys let me see if you guys can hear a difference. I've just taken the blanket off me and now I'm putting the blanket back on and it's like I'm in a studio, isn't it? A man's in a studio. Man's gotta get that good acoustic energy for the pod, in it? <clears throat> yes. I have been watching Top Boy. Yeah, man. It, it you know it's such a good series. If you finish Top Boy and you don't start greeting your friends saying Wagwan, then you're not my friend in it. Because seriously, man, I know that maybe there's like some weird cultural appropriation going on with me putting on this voice in it. And I'm not even saying man's good at it, but I'm just saying that it gets in your fucking head, man. It gets in your head. And Top Boy was amazing. Shout out to all those actors. Some of them are rappers, uh, you know, not even their main thing. Such a good show, man. I love it. And I love that British hip-hop, you know, that a grime, that fucking those trap beats. You know, it makes me want to change my whole hip-hop style. Now, by the way, I'm aware that I don't have a fucking hip-hop style. I'm, a, I'm fucking joking around, innit? I'm a 46-year-old white male comedian. I get it. I'm fucking around, innit? Yo, man's getting old and I hate this shit. I'm feeling every bit of my 46. I just had surgery on my hip. Not a replacement off of Scott Bick. You know what I'm saying? But it's got that, like... That British fucking hip-hop style. I love it. In it. Doesn't matter. I'm fucking around. I've had three lattes. I'm three lattes deep and I got a blanket on my head. That's the that's the theme of the episode. That's what happens when you get a a a recovering drug addict alcoholic who hasn't touched a fucking mood-altering substance since 1995, other than caffeine, which is a whole other argument, in it. It's a whole other argument. Are you really clean? If you're this fucking high after three lattes, what's the difference in it? It's like low-level cocaine, innit? Caffeine. Caffeine. Codeine. Fucking up my dreams. Can't sleep. Up all night. Wanna weep. Feeling my feelings. Can't be dealing with this shit. What? Anyway, you know what I'm saying. So, that is a, that is an interesting discussion about what's acceptable and not acceptable to, to take or sobriety as a concept What's clean? But needless to say, today's episode, we're going to... I wanted to talk a little bit about... I just quickly I just quickly Googled things we think are good for the environment that really aren't that good for the environment. Because I was just curious because, you know, I'm always seeing stuff. And then I, you know, like I'm always seeing things about like recycling, 
and how it's not as good as we think, but I, I never really looked it up. So I just had a quick look up. It's not going to be like I, I am no expert on the environment. In fact, I would consider myself to be – I'm often disappointed in myself for maybe my lack of awareness. So this is very entry level. I mean, not even that important, but just a very quick sort of thing to discuss. But before we do, uh, as I've been doing lately, quick recap. Great shows this week. I was in Wexford on Sunday. Oh, my God. The, the Wexford Opera House, the, the National Opera House in Wexford. Such a beautiful venue. And I was, I was kind of stressed about that show because I've done a lot of shows in Wexford lately. And sometimes the National Opera House, as a, as a performance space, can be like a little dead on the energy in it. But... It was so sweet. So sweet. Oh, my God. It was such a fun show to do. Um, and there was something kind of poignant about it because, like, you know, I talk a little bit about my mother's anxiety and the stress that we grew up in, which is just our life. I'm not saying I had the worst childhood, but it definitely wasn't the best but there was a poignancy to the fact that that's where I went. I went to Wexford when I was 14, which was fucking weird, you know, to end up in like a dank, damp, fucking Catholic boarding school in a small Irish town after growing up in Queens, but just being that comfortable, just getting the fuck away from it, in it. So uh, there was a poignancy to that. Uh, there's a few spots where the show connects in a different way. You know, Bally Cotton uh, being another one where you just feel, you know, in Cork you feel the connect. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Beautiful show. Um, I've had Steve open it up for me, which, I, you know, it's good because I've been enjoying doing the opening halves and messing around with some COVID jokes and just general messing, like more straight stand-up. But actually, it's, it's kind of nice. I actually feel like Mia Mama almost works better when it's just like, this is the show. Different type of show. Uh, I think my energy is better, and it gives me a little more room to fuck around with like non Mia Mama shit, which actually like lightens it up. I I like it anyway. I'm, I'm over I'm oversharing, but then I've had two great shows now. Kevin and uh, Manuth. Manuth was pumping last night. Very long show because that shit got out of hand. It got a lot of messing last night. There was a funny moment when the show gets emotional. Suddenly, some guy in the crowd made a noise like, like it was just a weird noise. And I was joking that this is what happens when Irish men start to feel their feelings. <laughs> it's like, oh, what, what is, what, what is, what is this? I'm not comfortable with this. So uh, anyway, it was a, it was a good show. I'm in Athen Rye tonight, another function room. The function room shows have been good, but kind of rowdy, but good. So anyway, yo, next Next week, Bray. What do we got? Coming up in the next couple of weeks, got Bray, Nuri, Sligo, Dunleary, Waterford, Newbridge, uh, and potentially one or two others that I've forgotten. But just check out desbishop.net slash tour dates and uh, come and check out the show. Check out Top Boy, just incredible series. Um, so now let's get into it. Actually, the first thing I noticed, which I thought was, was good about, um, the, uh, what I thought was funny actually, because obviously 
I remember when we went plastic bag free in Ireland. Ireland was pretty early on the on the, the plastic bag levy, you know, which was very controversial at the time. Stop people using plastic bags. Um, but then we got into the bag for life, you know. So you paid whatever, like a euro for a bag for life, and you're supposed to bring your bag, right? But uh, the problem is that how often some people are better than others. Listen, I'm throwing my hands up and saying I'm an unorganized guy. The amount of times I have found myself in a supermarket without a bag. And listen, I've embarrassingly walked out. Not embarrassingly because it's the right thing for the environment, but I've been like walking out trying to hold way too much stuff in my life because I'm trying to be like a good person. But then you don't know, do I look like I care about the environment or I just look cheap that I was too cheap to buy another bag for life? You know what I'm saying? But like I got, I got more bags for life, you know, than any human should have. And this website I was looking at was talking at the, the fact that a lot of us have so many fucking tote bags, you know, that actually there's no difference. We're like storing tote bags. I mean, honestly, you know, I have so many fucking plastic bags in this gaff, bag for life, and tote bags in this house. I need to do, like, I need to donate my bags to other people. And that's, I'm, I'm ratting myself out here. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm just saying that I now have two drawers full of bags that I forget to bring to Tesco. And it's embarrassing. But actually, you know, all these tote bags are also not great for the environment. So it's good we're cutting down on the plastic, but we're still using things that aren't, you know, great for the environment, right? Plus, particularly in the States, this is very relevant in the States. So in the States, they went back to using paper bags, right? So a lot of the supermarkets, if you don't bring your own bag, they'll give you a paper bag, which I, I think they might be charging you for, but they'll give you a paper bag, which, of course, was what we left behind years ago. It's like, oh, no more paper bags, plastic. Because when I was a kid, shopping with my mother, it was all paper bags, right? But now you get a paper bag. But actually, using a paper bag is not better for the environment unless you reuse it two or three times, right? Because actually, the, the paper, creating paper is actually is, is not good for the environment. You know, the industry that creates paper is, is bad for the environment, carbon emission-wise, you're not saving anybody using that paper bag once. So they want you to reuse the paper bag, which is great, except essentially what they're saying is keep using this bag until you have a mishap. And nobody wants the awkward mishap of the paper bag breaking because that's just awkward for everybody, isn't it? Because has anyone ever had a paper bag breaking incident? The whole fucking street gets involved in your business. (laughs) There's nothing worse. Then when your paper bag breaks and suddenly there's like three or four people like, oh my God, trying to fucking help you, but you don't have another bag to put it in. And it's just, it's so cringe. It is so cringe. As the Gen Z say, as the Gen Z say, I just hate when other people be getting involved in my business. You know, especially the grayer I get, the more people want to get involved in my business, you know? So I'm all for trying to reuse the paper bag, but it doesn't have a lot of reuses in it. So, I mean, listen, you, you, 
we got to be better. I, I'm ratting myself out. I got to be better at using these bags. I can't be having a fucking drawer. I'll be having nightmares at night. The fucking plastic bags, are, you know, they literally can't even close. I can't even close this kitchen drawer that the bags for life are in. It's a terrible life I've given these bags, you know? So we got to be better on the bag front. I'm sorry. I had to take the blanket off my head. I apologize for the acoustical change. Um, let me go and check out some of these other things. Um, that uh, I, I got notes today, man. I've got notes in it. Um, so hoarding reusable water bottles. So this is another thing, you know. You want to use your water bottle, which is great, you know. Stop using what you know single-use plastics. This is a positive, you know. We want to stop using single-use plastics, yeah. So we get these water bottles. But hey, how many of us? Have water bottles at home where the lid is missing or they fucking stink. So you just end up with a load of water bottles. I got a drawer full of plastic bags and a windowsill full of plastic water bottles. I, I nearly, I, I nearly felt, I, I felt some grime coming on there, but it didn't happen. Yeah, Stormzy, come on. But anyway, I got a, I got, I got a drawer full of plastic bags. I got a windowsill full of water bottles where I can't find the caps. So. Essentially, it's just more rubbish, isn't it? So why uh, you got to use these water bottles? We got to stay on top of shit. I mean, basically, all this is is me ratting myself out for being completely unorganized. Because I'm just, I, I just, this is not an excuse, but I travel a lot. I'm bouncing from the States to Ireland. I just keep not having the thing, excuse me, I keep not having the thing that I need for my situation, so I have to buy another one. So I'm trying to cut down on single-use plastics, but essentially I'm getting water bottles as if they are single-use plastics, but instead of buying a, a, a bottle of fucking Poland Spring or Ballygowan for a euro or a euro 50, I'm buying some reusable water bottle for seven or eight euros and... I use it fucking once. So it's just a more expensive, fancy, single-use plastic. Or that other, you know, made out of tin, you know, made out of whatever the fuck they're making these things out of. But I lose the cap. So even that is a single-use plastic. Some fucking cap is missing. So I'm saying that the world is disappearing and my irresponsibility is not an excuse I got to take this shit more seriously, okay? Because there's no point in using a water bottle and feeling like you're the man when you're really just buying a very expensive bottle of fucking Poland Spring, all right? Um, I actually asked, I was in the cafe. I was at the fucking, I was in the heroin den, my, my fucking, my crack house, Daddy Cafe, in Rialto, great place. Shout out to Daddy Cafe, fueling me up on a Saturday morning so I can drop some knowledge up in this bitch. And um, I asked one of the baristas, uh, "What's their pet peeve?" Or no, not no, sorry, not pet peeve. I was asking like, "What is uh, something about the environment, uh, environmental behavior that you thought was good that's not good?" I was just curious, and he actually said. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, 
she said that uh, they hate uh, keep keep cups because they're fucking disgusting. <laughs> so like, you know, people come in, which is good for the environment to keep cups, but they're fucking disgusting. <laughs> so people come in with these disgusting keep cups and she's like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, she tries to distract them for a minute by talking to them while she literally like cleans the shit out of the keep cup with boiling water. So remember that it's great that you're using the keep cup but don't be disgusting. And let's face it, it is, I think sometimes maybe a little hygienically off, but I'm also aware that coffee cups are a problem. So again, dilemma. Do you know what I mean? Dilemma. I'm feeling all the dilemmas. And I, I do not have any solutions. This is not, this is not the podcast of a very right on environmentally aware person. This is the podcast of somebody who was ratting themselves out for not being responsible enough. This is literally a testimony to irresponsibility. That's what it is. Okay? Um, so there's another one. Now, recycling in general, uh, this is actually just like, this is just like a fact that I kind of knew, but um, I didn't, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know all the facts, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But, you know, China stopped taking uh, recyclables in 2018. So in the States, I don't actually know what Ireland is doing with its recycling. But in the States, most of our recycling is going to landfill or getting burned. So you're separating out all your rubbish, which is great, but it's pointless because it's actually not getting recycled. Uh, and I've seen reports that the whole push for recycling actually was really to the benefit of the plastics industry because it made people feel like plastics were okay and they separate out their rubbish and they feel okay, but in actual fact, it's not really helping. It's actually helping people continue to use single-use plastics, right? So let's rat all of us out on that. You know, how many people have you shamed for putting something in the wrong fucking bin when in actual fact it's pointless? Now, I don't have the facts on where Irish recycling is going, but I know that recycling has gotten more difficult since China stopped taking uh, recycling, right? And who knows what the fuck they were doing it in the first place. I'm not trusting them, all right, on a lot of stuff. So that's another reason why we need to be more motivated. And listen... You know, you want to follow a comedian that knows about this shit, follow Ashling B. Listen to the Blind Boy podcast. They are, are very on this, which I think is great. I can't speak to, you know, them as individuals, but they are very up on it, and they, they are uh, serious activists for being more responsible. You know, so I need to be better, uh, but I am also just using this as a motivation for talking about shit. I did not know that people go for natural sponges. Uh, to be better for the environment. But it turns out that that's not the great help to the environment, as people think, because you need to get sustainably harvested natural sponges, which is not always the case. So sometimes you're using a natural sponge thinking that you're fucking goody two-shoes, fucking environmentally friendly person, but you're fucking up the reefs, in it. So make sure that you know what you're doing when you're trying to be a better person 
because you might actually be doing as much harm to another area as you think. Which, speaking of the oceans, my favorite of all the kind of actions that we did that was supposed to be good for the environment was paper straws. We all hate paper straws. I get it. They were one of the worst evolutions of human consumption in my lifetime. And trust me, I am aware of how privileged I sound. Stop judging me, okay? Because I promise you, if you're sitting there right now being like, oh my God, Des Bishop Dix's life is tough. He hates paper straws. I promise you, you're not as good of a person as you think you are. In fact, that should be the message that gets put out every day all over the world. Shut up. You're not as good as you think you are, okay? You're focusing on other people's mistakes to hide from your own inadequacies. You're not as good a person as you think you are, and that makes you a better person if you embrace that you're a fuck-up like the rest of us. We're not all good people all the time. We all fuck up. So shut up. Stop complaining about other people. Stop complaining about other people's privilege in situations that don't matter. I hate paper straws. I hate them. Many podcasts have complained about them. I'm late to the party. I hate them. But what's really important is we're not helping. We are not helping with the paper straws because straws weren't the fucking problem. Watch Seaspiracy on Netflix, and I don't know if there's Other people involved in that documentary. I don't know if there's conflicts of interest, but I'm just telling you that there's an alternative narrative. And actually, it's the fishing industry that's causing most of the fucking microplastics, not the fucking straws. I should be able to get to the end of an iced coffee without my straw going fucking limp. Huh? Like a 65-year-old on ecstasy's penis. No, I should be able to have a firm suction device throughout my whole ice latte. I need a whole plastic straw in a reusable coffee cup that doesn't get limp and also just feels disgusting. You know, that that sort of like, you know, it kind of gets all mushy towards the end. Uh, But it turns out there's no need for it. Or these other kind of like sort of plastic straws that are made out of reusable materials that fucking break. It's not that important. I mean, it's good. I'm not saying we should go back to plastic straws. I'm not saying it's completely useless, but they're not the real issue. This is the problem in it. We focus on things that make us feel better, but they're not the real issue. The issue is greater. Requires more societal... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It requires more real action from governments. It requires more people with real power to take action. It requires corporations to take a real hit to their bottom line but they don't want to do it. Same with carbon offsetting. It's really just giving companies with huge amounts of money excuses for not changing their behavior, you know? And so, and I'm also not saying that the the responsibility isn't on us, but I'm just saying that sometimes we're focusing our energies in the wrong place. And as a result, we're experiencing real life consequences of unhappy coffee drinking on a hot summer's day. So enough with the paper straws. We're not helping. You're not a better, you're, I get it. You're, you're a fucking hipster barista and you feel better 
giving somebody a paper straw, but you're not really helping. And we're making... So basically what this is, is nobody's helping the environment, but everybody is having unhappiness. So this is not good. Because in actual fact, the environment is still getting the worst, still getting worse, and people's mental health is suffering. So stop the suffering. No more paper straws. All right? No more paper straws. So this is a this is another thing I learned today. Um, and I'm aware that this is silly, guys, but I don't care. I'm just being silly. Um, the coffee cups, though, straight up are a problem because, like, paper paper coffee cups are are not. You can't recycle the paper because there's actually a thin layer of plastic to stop spilling. So, coffee cups are a problem. All right. It's interesting. This website said using an ebook reader to stop paper use uh, is really not a good use because obviously, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, carbon emission that's, uh, you know, create, used to create the ebook. But it's like, shit, man, you know, what, what, what can I do? You know, what can I do? Um, so here's a little fact from, from earlier on that I didn't read out. Both paper and plastic bags cause problems. Plastic bags can take 1,000 years to degrade, but paper production emits more carbon. So you just can't win, man. It's very difficult. I mean, essentially, the way we live is unsustainable. And listen, guys, I know that that is like fucking environmental awareness 101. That's like a fucking sentence from 1985. I get it, guys. I get it. I'm literally not trying to be that serious. I'm fucking about in it. Relax. A 2001 analysis found that a paper bag had to be used at least four times to bring its global warming potential down to that of a high-density polyethylene plastic bag. Recycling or composting the paper bags only had a small impact on the overall carbon footprint. Opting for reusable bags can make a difference in terms of waste and litter. But the same UK study found that a shopper would have to reuse a cotton bag 131 times to bring its global warming impact down to that of a high-density polyethylene plastic bag. Wow, yo. This is what I'm telling you, man. Straws make up less than 1% of the plastic we dump in the ocean. Banning them is a tiny step in a larger effort to clear plastic use rather than a solution by itself. Right? Uh, speaking of plastic, you're probably recycling it wrong, and experts say that there's that's worse than not recycling at all. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. For example, when you recycle a plastic water bottle, you're supposed to remove the cap, then remove the little plastic ring on the top of the bottle, which, by the way, it's funny that they mentioned that because I did a TikTok the other day. It didn't do that great, but I still think it's a good observation because, you know, when you have a plastic jug of milk, you know, and I listen, I'm of the opinion that milk tastes better in a cardboard carton, but often you buy a plastic jug of milk and oh my God, I'm talking about real milk. Like, oh my God, what a relic. You, 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 you think you care about the environment and you're still drinking cow's milk? Oh my God, their flatulence is literally nuclear war against our future existence. Oh my God. But listen. I still drink regular milk sometimes. Not that often. I mostly have oat milk lattes. 
the the production of oat milk is going to cause some other problems like literally nothing like fucking biofuels there's just everything we fucking do turns out to be a problem in itself you know it's it's we're never going to fix this problem until there's some major scientific advancement uh, that, that's our only hope otherwise we're literally on our way to to burning in an inferno so just deal with it that's why all the gen zeds have anxiety all right so yes sometimes i still drink cow's milk and I was in Belfast doing my show on Saturday, which also, by the way, was a great show. Um, and uh, as I was pouring out the milk, I open up this new milk, right? I take off the plastic cap. And the ring is there, obviously. You know, the, the, you snap the ring. So the little plastic ring is still on the bottle. And I'm literally holding my thumb on the plastic ring so it doesn't fall off the jug, even though... It is now completely useless. There is no need for this ring anymore. And I have spent the majority of my life keeping the plastic ring on these things, on Coke bottles. Like, I, I'm always keeping the plastic ring that is no longer necessary. It is only there to secure the bottle while it's not sold. And I'm literally stopping it, dropping into my tea, even though I could just take it off. It's obsolete. How many of us have left that fucking plastic ring on? But now it turns out when you're recycling, you're supposed to take the plastic cap off. I did not know that. If it's actually, this podcast just became useful because I didn't know that you're supposed to take the plastic cap off when you fucking recycle, let alone the fucking plastic ring, which is already completely useless. And I don't fucking take it off on a fucking carton of milk. How many of us have done that? Admit it. Right? And since we're getting into useless things that we leave on, how many people on spreadable butter, your fucking dairy golds, your spreadable curry golds, your flora, how many people don't just rip the fucking tinfoil thing off as if somehow that should be kept on there as it gets increasingly crumpled and fucking awkward, we just peel it back when you just need to fucking rip that bitch right off, rip it off. Why am I shouting? I don't know. I don't know why I'm shouting. But you need to rip it off, man. Rip it off. But most importantly, take the cap off when you recycle. I did not know that, man. Honestly, I did not know that. That is such a good thing to know. But then what do you do with the cap? Actually, I should have looked that up. I should have looked it up. What do you do with the cap afterwards? What do you do with the cap, man? Come on. Um. then remove the little plastic you're supposed to move the cap then remove the little plastic ring on the top of the bottle so what do you do with the cap I'm googling that right now what do sorry you do with the cap on a plastic bottle one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, this will be good to know. Uh, if plastic bottle caps are recyclable, keep the caps on. If they're not, remove the caps before recycling the bottles. All re- always remove metal caps from bottles. If your area recycles metal caps, store them in a steel food can. Um, so should you remove plastic? But yeah, the lids are made of a different type of plastic than the containers they're attached to. They usually have a higher melting point and can ruin the entire load of plastic that is trying to be recycled. Wow, man. Holy shit. I literally was like starting to wonder if this episode was point had any point, but that's a good thing. Maybe, and, and listen, you, some of you might be making fun of me right now, being like, of course, like we all know that. Like, oh my God. You're like, you're such a relic. Like, how did you not know that? But yeah, there you go, man. Now this podcast just got useful. Um, this, uh, oh, by the way, fish eating fish is not always better than meat production. And I get it. I eat meat, and I know that's bad. I know we need to cut down on meat eating. I know that. I know. But uh, some fish production, especially fish farming methods, are actually just as bad for the environment just so you know, so don't think you're great eating fish. This was one thing that I found really interesting. Electric cars are not emissions-free. Often they simply constitute a fuel switch from petroleum to coal. This is a, a, an American fact. Uh, most U.S. electricity is created by burning fossil fuels. So an actual fact, electric cars are the future, and I get it, but they're only really good for us if we figure out ways to create energy sustainably. So don't feel great in your fucking Tesla unless you're also, you know, part of the solution of trying to encourage your governments to use more and more renewable energy sources. Okay? Uh, But there is a bit of hope for that, especially in Ireland, as we find out more and more sustainable ways of using wind energy. Uh, Because that is one way that we can fucking create that shit in it. The problem is that we're getting so many data centers that most of our fucking sustainable energy is going to be used up by these fucking tech companies because their data centers require humongous amounts of energy. But listen, like I said, I don't have the solutions. I'm just fucking about. I literally just wanted this topic so I could get to the moment where we complained about not ripping the tinfoil cover off your flora. And flora is not really good for you. Boom. So... That's today's kind of rant. I know the energy is like up, but I needed to keep it up today. I needed to keep it up. You know, I needed to keep myself going. But as we're coming to the end of my my three latte injection, and some people are questioning my sobriety based on the level of mayhem that is created by these three lattes, um... That is a good discussion to have. So, in other news, uh, I've been doing some some test podcasts with Dave McSavage, uh, Irish comedian. Got sort of well-known originally for being a street performer, uh, but then made probably one of the most underrated sketch shows in Irish television history, The Savage Eye. Very good, hard-hitting sketch show. Um, 
but in recent years has been getting into the content and doing very well with that, having a sort of a career resurgence as a result of uh, doing sketches on his Instagram. So I was trying to think of a, a podcast partner that could, I don't know, just like really bring out the best in me and me bring out the best in them. And Dave was popping into my head. But the thing is that anybody that knows McSavage knows that, you know, he's a, he's a loose cannon. But I was thinking that that would be an asset because, you know, it's so fucking boring being afraid all the time. So I was looking for somebody that would kind of liberate me. Uh, so we're trying to come up with a name. And it was very funny because Dave said that. So his ex-wife is, uh, her name is Hannah. So it's just confusing because we we're both have connections to Hannah's. But uh, Dave and his ex Hannah who is the mother of his two children have still a very they're very connected uh so he said to Hannah uh you know we're trying to come up with a name you know uh so what did she you know what was she thinking of the energy you know what what's the energy of the podcast and she said well actually let me read it because it's a very funny message um so he says I asked Hannah about name for podcast, and she said, think along the lines of, Dez is clean cut, and you are dirty. People like Dez, and you burn bridges. <laughs> but that's Dave's vibe, you know? But I'm looking for, like, honestly, I'm looking for a bridge burner. You know what I mean? Because honestly, like, sometimes a bridge needs to burn. In terms of a topic, though, not in terms of relationships, but, like, sometimes a bridge needs to burn. You know, sometimes just like fucking keeping the bridge up is boring. Burn the fucking bridge because it needs to be rebuilt in a better way. So um, Dave and I are trying to figure it out. But uh, so that's going to be a new podcast. It's not going to be this podcast. It'll be a separate podcast. So we're trying to come up with a name. Uh, But I'll keep you posted on that. So that'll be exciting. Um. We're, we've we've done two test episodes, but on Monday we're going to record our first actual episode, and then hopefully that'll be up in the next couple of weeks. Um, not that we're it's not it's not going to be a burning bridge podcast, but it's just going to be you know to balance that that energy. It's it's time for a fucking liberation of ideas here, yo. Um, and I'm getting fucking married. In like five weeks. That's just crazy. I don't even have a suit yet. I was in the process of ordering one online and I encountered some data entry issues yesterday and I still haven't got it. So summer summer wedding. Well, it's a May wedding. American May, which is Irish summer. Um it's tough, you know. I, I, I'm a blue tux guy. That's I wore a blue tux to the IFTAS 2017 Navy. And uh, I still have that tux. I could just wear that tux. That would be the sustainable thing to do. I could just wear that tux. I'd have to get the waist taken out because pandemic and a hip surgery hasn't been good on the old waist. The waist is up, right? And uh, I got five weeks to get that waist 
down. It's not going to be easy because I can't really exercise properly. But don't worry, I'm not going to be a fucking a, a doom groom. Like what? What's the what's the what's the equivalent of a bridezilla for a man? A doom, doomy groomy, right? Gloomy, gloomy groom, the gloom groom. Uh, but I have to figure out if I if I get a new tux, uh, or I just go like more like suited. No tie. I was thinking of a tux with no tie, so like quite elegant tux with like a very nice shirt, but open. So it's still a tux, but no bow tie because it's the summer. Uh, I just don't know how that's going to look, you know? And then I was thinking, I love double-breasted stuff, man. You know? Um, What's his name? Childish Gambino. What's his name? Glover. Donald Glover. He once wore this amazing double-breasted suit with no shirt underneath, which I fucking love. But I just, I don't have the courage. I don't have the courage to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make that much of a statement at at my wedding, but I would love to do it. I would love to do it, but I'm not going to. And then I was looking at tuxes and I was just like, ah, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I, 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 as I said, I wear my oddness on the inside, uh, uh, you know, maybe six or seven weeks ago on the on the pod. But externally, I guess I'm a quite a classic-looking guy. I'm a traditional-looking guy. I got a fucking gray hair, side-parting. I'm six-foot-three, slender, classic-looking guy, which very much suits a traditional tux. So play to your strengths. Just play to your strengths. Just get a nice, light fabric fucking tuxedo with a fucking bow tie. Don't reinvent the wheel and just fucking look like a fucking hot zaddy at your wedding. What's wrong with that? You know, but we'll see. I'm probably, honestly, I'm probably just going to go Navy tux with the black lapel. Uh, with a fucking, you know, sweet shirt and a bow tie. But I will try the non-tie option. I will try it. Um, and it does get nerve. Oh, so here. Oh, you know what? Here's some big questions to throw out on the pod. Um, for. Uh, the the big issues of a modern wedding because you know modern wedding you get to pick all the shit so here's some questions I want some feedback on them all right um write your own vows or traditional vows number one or do you go do you go quick on the quick on the the ceremony and the vows but then you do speeches yourself. There's a big clash in the American culture and the Irish culture. The Irish like speeches, and uh, the Americans don't have as many speeches. So it's like, do you just essentially make your speech and your vows? You kind of make your vows like a profession of love? Or do you just go like traditional vows to having to hold the death to us part and then crank up the romance in your speech? All right? This is the this is the a, a big issue, a modern wedding. Um 
and we're going, no, we no best man, no wedding party. But then it's kind of like, what's the, you know, that you don't get that procession moment, you know? But I'm, I'm cool with that, you know? I'm just up there chilling with the celebrant. Um, and then, oh, yeah, here's a big one. Do you get that, like, separate table, sort of like that table looking down on everybody, or do you just do a, a front table and you're sitting with your family? You know, no big deal. I'm a fan of option two. I just like sitting at another table. I don't like that sort of like you're up there, everybody looking at you, wedding day vibes, you know? So, you know, I appreciate the feedback on that. DM me at Des Bishop on Instagram, facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop. You can hit me up in there. Uh, TikTok, Des Bishop 5. Uh, my Snapchat is Des Buffer. Uh, hit me up any feedback on that that last section, but it is it is exciting. I you know it, it's it's such a weird time. The pandemic, like society's just getting back to normal. So right at a time where you're just getting back into your groove, you also have this like incredible moment in your life. I guess the point is, it's literally only hitting me now, and I I, I think it's the same for for Hannah. Like suddenly it's like tours coming to an end and it's like, oh, why is my tour finishing on May the 1st? Because I'm getting married fucking 13 days later. That's why. So suddenly it's like, oh shit, tour's nearly over. It's time to get married. So it's exciting, but it's, it you know, it, it gets me nervous. Just the organization of it gets me nervous because then suddenly I'm like, oh shit, I got to fix that step in the house in West Hampton. I got to make sure that other toilet works. I got people staying in the house. People are messaging me about logistics, you know? So then suddenly like all the stereotypical wedding shit starts to kick in, you know, cause you end up like worrying about everybody and everybody I know that has a wedding is like, I've, I, I only got to enjoy it the next day, you know? So all that's starting to kick in. Uh, but that's, you know, it's fun. It's exciting. So, uh, so any feedback, any advice, hit me up. I'll share it next week. Um, don't forget, guys, uh, subscribe and like on Apple Pods. The, the reason is it gets us up in the charts. I mean, you're up in the charts. It helps, you know, people to find your podcast. So subscribe on a- a- Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already, and then like it. Scroll down past the episodes to the ratings and review section and then give it a like. And if you haven't left a review, give it a review. The Apple Podcast Charts likes that, right? If you listen on Spotify, just take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook. Let people know that you're enjoying the pod, right? This is a silly episode. I get it, all right? Give out to me for not taking a very serious issue seriously if you want, that's absolutely fine. Hands up. I admit it. I was not taking this seriously. I was just trying to be silly. Okay. So I get it. Um, uh, we'll be back next week. Anybody, by the way, any topics, any questions, anything you want to throw at me can be discussed. I'm committing to staying on my own. I'm into being on my own. It's a lot of pressure sometimes, but I'm down with it. This is the vibe of the pod now. I hope you're enjoying it. Obviously, if you're not, that's fine. You know, like if you preferred the old ways, that's fine. It's just, it's evolved into this. It's the easiest way for me to keep it going. This is a sustainable way for me to keep the podcast going. So any feedback is greatly 
uh, appreciated. Uh, let me know what you think of Top Boy. Um, any suggestions for any good Netflix series? Let me know. Uh, and we'll see you next week, Saturday. Uh, come and see my show, The Last Mia Mamas. Uh, and yeah. Thank you so much. You're the best. You're the best of the best. Nothing's going to ever take you down. You're the best. The best. Nothing's going to ever take you down. Thank you, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.